Ladies and gentlemen, this is another episode of the Line in the Sand podcast. Do not adjust your televisions or your computers or your phones. I am not key in the building, but this is cool. I am in the building for tonight only because we know everybody likes key in this position. I got to sit in the gorilla position and run things tonight. Uh, shout out to key. Our normal Indeed. host for the show. The innovator. The Sports Empire Network. But right now, it's your boy Cool. And beside me, I've got a new addition to the show. Nick, what's going on, man? Not much. How are you guys? Good, good, good. good, good, good. And making his return, looking very devious as always. Absolutely. Mr. CR Media himself. Chase, what's in, what's going on, man? Absolutely. Uh, back in the house. Uh, I'm doing pretty good. Um, made some uh, made some schedule adjustments so I can start being here consistently. Um, because what would the world be without Sports Empire's residential professional wrestling guy, CR Media Chase, in the house for the Line in the Sand podcast? I like it. <laughs> I like it. Pleasure having Nick. Nick, welcome to the Empire. Welcome to the Line in the Sand show. Thank you. Um, good to have you on, man. Yeah, I'm hopefully, excited. Uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully we get no crazy stuff from you. Uh, mm -hmm. I, 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 well, I mean, I'll I'm be, here, so something crazy will be said for sure. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so Key, uh, the aforementioned Key, hits us with let's go, we back. And then also... Oh, snap. It's a chase site. Laugh out right. loud. Yeah, hopefully we'll get more of those in the future. Leanne, a couple emojis there for us. Appreciate you, Leanne, for checking us out as well. Yes. So, guys, there has been a lot, and I mean a lot, that has happened in the world of sports entertainment slash professional wrestling, depending on what show you're watching, which side of the fence you're on, if you're a JAS supporter or not. But... <laughs> We got to start somewhere, right? So, we have a new show that debuted on Saturday night. Collision, AEW. Another comment here from Matthew. Hi, Uncle Chase, Mr. Rob, and Seth Rogen. <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take it. We'll take it. Matthew. Matthew's a character. Matthew is a character. Appreciate we'll you tuning it. in, though, Matthew. Definitely. Absolutely. Uh, Absolutely. Real quick, so, cool. Before we before we get started, if you don't mind, if you guys are watching the show um, and you guys haven't already, let us know that you're here watching by putting a comment in, even if it's just emoji, like our friend Leanne Beeks did. She put a heart and a uh, and a flame emoji in there. Also, smash that like button, whether the thumbs up button on YouTube or the like button on Facebook. It helps with the algorithm. Helps get it out there. Um, me. Nick and cool. We want the whole world to hear our opinions um, because we think our opinions are awesome. So that kind of helps us get it out there. So would appreciate it if y'all would do that. And as a way to say thank you, Sports Empire Network has partnered with SeatGeek.com. So when you go to a wrestling event or any sporting event, make sure you use the code SEM for Sports Empire Network and get $20 off your first purchase. We greatly appreciate it. 
had to had to pay the bills. <laughs> yeah, that's well, see, rent's due, baby. Intro like Chase, right? Like you can try, but you could never do the Chase intro like Chase. It just rolls off. Y'all see how that just rolls off? Right? <laughs> Might have to use that code for for September when I go to payback. There you go. There you there go. You go, I, man. Used there you I go. used it for I used it for WrestleMania in LA. It worked. So, yeah, me. I used it for uh Philly game last year and it worked. Yep. Definitely. Bought me a bought me a beer at the at um what? At SoFi, yeah. A $16 <laughs> beer with a $4 tip. What? So, there you go. Nice, nice, nice. But yeah, man, so Collision. Collision opens and out walks CM Punk. So we'll talk about CM Punk separately. If you want to throw him in now, that's fine. But you have a separate question in regards to CM Punk that we'll ask later on as well. So, Nick, what were your thoughts on the very first episode of AEW Collision? So I was I was super excited for it. I was ready to finally be able to watch wrestling on Saturday nights. And I was watching it. And I was probably shouldn't have been out all day long. I went tubing on Saturday. So I was drained, tired from the sun, watched CM Punk, and I watched the first match. I saw Luchasaurus win, and then I ended up falling asleep. And I woke up to the Acclaim coming out, and then I went upstairs, try, was trying to pull it up, and then it was over by the time I got upstairs. And I was trying to find it to watch it back, and I couldn't find it. It's not available on the DVR yet for YouTube TV, so I'm going to hopefully be able to watch it back. But from what I've seen about the matches and the rest of the card. It looked like a really good card. The main event from what the videos I've seen look really good. And I'm going to be watching from here on out every week, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. Lucha That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I love the lighting. I love the stage. I love the look. I was not a fan of this show being put on Saturday nights because I was like, it's Saturday night. N Nick just Nick just said it perfectly. He was tubing all day. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I, so I don't know as far as the longe longevity of this show, I don't know like how long it's going to last on Saturday night before Tony Khan and, and discovery um, say, Hey, we need to move it to a different night. Yeah. Um, because it's obviously supposed to be a second flagship show uh, that's going to take over, um, be side by side with Dynamite, uh, which puts you know Rampage kind of at the bottom tier. You, we may see them flop uh, eventually. Put Collision on Friday nights and put um, Rampage on Saturday. But the show overall was really good. Uh, you know they're playing hot potato with the TNT Championship again. Uh, that's a little weird to me, but. Um, I, I think what's best for Luchasaurus is, um, for if they're going to do something, cause obviously they planted the seeds and, you know, with Christian and Luchasaurus. So, um, I think later down the road, we may see Luchasaurus lose the Luchasaurus gimmick. Um, but, uh, you know, the other matches, good to see Miro back. Yeah, um, really uh andrade and uh buddy matthews um buddy great Murphy. match, great great match. match. if uh, if you missed that match um go back and watch it it was a special treat and by the way if you have hulu you can now you have to search for it 
but you okay. can now see the first episode if you have Hulu Live. Hulu okay. TV. It took way more days than it should have, but maybe just because it was the first, you know, show and getting everything in the algorithm. But yeah, you could watch it. I think as of yesterday. So if you missed yeah. it and missed any part, you can go back and watch it on Hulu now. I have I have YouTube TV, so I I wasn't sure if um, they would get it right away. But when I looked, it was it had the next two episodes lined up. But and right. I know I've tried to mm-hmm. watch it on find it on Hulu, but I needed saw that I needed Hulu TV, but. I, I rock yeah. with YouTube TV, so hopefully it well, hopefully shows up, be up there, yeah. later. <laughs> yeah, should hopefully be up there by now. Um, so Keith says, finally, Miro is back. I, I'm a big Miro fan. Hopefully gets more TV time. Exactly. I think yep. this Redeemer gimmick is perfect for Miro. We need more vignettes. We need to understand the character. We need to be a little bit more crazed like he was before. That's a great character. That was great. They just stopped it for whatever reason. Um for me, the highlight of the show was the four-way scissor. That's good TV. That was pretty cool. <laughs> that was pretty cool. Yeah, it was nice to see Tony Giovanni slide in there with a little bit of the other scissoring, man. It, the whole scissoring thing, man, at first I was like, what in the world? But as they continue to do it, it's grown on me, man. It's great. Like, I'd be showing my friends, I'm like, hey, check this out. I'm like, why? I'm like, this is what AEW is all about. Yep. And I saw the scissor. Uh, yeah. They die laughing. They never forget it. They always remember that. The uh the some of the some of the old heads don't like it, man, because my son will do it anytime we go to like an independent <laughs> wrestling event. My son walks around yeah. and tells, like goes and scissors people. <laughs> and there's a bunch of old people that are like, get out of here with that. I don't want to do that. So <laughs> well, if I'm ever at an event with your son, I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him one of those good ones. I'm like, ah, <laughs> oh, that's what he does. He walks up to, yeah. and he'll go scissor me, and as soon as they do it, he goes, oh, like that. <laughs> yeah. I give I give him the power scissor, man. The power scissor. That's right. All right. So we got Freddie uh, in the comments. Yeah, Freddie says, "What's it, up?" Today is twelve years. Ryan Dunn passed away. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. That sucks. appreciate uh, appreciate Matthew uh, appreciate Matthew bringing down the mood. Yeah, great job, Matthew. <laughs> and then Keith is a great horse. But um, I also was interested in the um, the women's tag team match. Are we setting up Willow Nightingale maybe and uh, Ruby? Maybe you know, got that going on possibly. Any anything and that they can do also, to push Willow Nightingale would be great. Yeah, and also where is Soraya? I know there's she's undisclosed uh, reasons that she's out, but gotta see Soraya. I mean, I can't speak for anyone else, but I am a Soraya fan. Okay, I want to see Soraya on TV. I saw a tweet Soraya today. With Tony Storm. It said she's going to be coming back at any time. No idea why she was out, where she was, but she'll be back at any time. So who knows? Yeah, exactly. All right. So Christopher <laughs> says, I got a belt. How do I get myself on the show? Hey, Christopher, you're talking to the right people, man. Besides me. Talk. I didn't get the memo that you needed a belt to be on the show. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> I just these yeah, it's not I, a requirement. I just got this I just got this one last week and I was like, you know, I don't wear it on any of my other shows and I knew Cool was going to wear his tonight so I was like, oh, this is the perfect time for me to show it off. <laughs> Otherwise, they just sit yes, on a sir. shelf and my wife just complains about them. So <laughs> Big gold, baby, big gold. Yeah. Got to show off big gold. Even though he's been um changed a little bit now, but he's going to go old school. Yeah. 
Right. All right. So Dylan, what's up, man? Got Dylan with some dropping the fire emojis for us. Appreciate that. So Key asked a question that uh we will definitely answer because that's what interactive interaction is all about. Do you think the women's division needs work? I what do you think? I, I think that it's gotten better. I you know, of course it of course it could still use some improvement, but I think it's gotten a lot better than what it was just a mere three, four months ago. Fair enough. Nick, what about you? What do you think? I'm assuming we're talking about AW since that's the topic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's gotten better and it could definitely get even, get even better. Um, The Willow getting a push would be awesome. Um, Tony storm back as the actual champion and not, not throwing around the word interim and all that. And just being able to elevate that women's title. And then now, um, Statlander being back and ending Jade Cargill's crazy undefeated streak and just being able to keep that prestige going for that title and just elevating everything. Chase, any other thoughts? Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. I mean, everything they're doing right now, um, you know, with, um, you know, Soraya and uh, Sky Blue. Uh, yeah, I got to yeah. throw another, another big one, another big yeah, star you're making. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, I like it. I think the um the outcasts need another member. Um, yeah. I think the three it's, it's it's okay, but it would be better if you drop a fourth member, right? Um, kind of like an enforcer type, um, wrestler. Not quite sure going through the roster in my mind who it would be, uh, but definitely. I mean, I have the perfect person, but she's not there. The perfect person would be Tamina. Right? Just uh, a very strong um, female that, you know, can be that enforcer that you send them out when uh, things get dirty, kind of like Solo is for the bloodline, right? That type of of person. So I think that would be great. And I'm sure there's other options as well. That's just the one that pops in my head first. Uh, But I do think to answer Key's question specifically, Yes, it is better. I do agree with Nick. Um, they are moving in the right direction because they're not forcing it. Yep. They're figuring out good fuse and good ways to do it. You have two shows now, so you're kind of using a formula so far with Collision that if it's not broke, don't fix it. Let's not try to force five women's matches in one show. Just, you know, if something makes sense, let's put it there. If it doesn't, let's build to something that does make sense. And I got to shout out my guy, Sai Jin. I don't know if you guys uh, watch other shows and see Sajin. Sajin supports all of our um, shows on the network. So shout out to him and appreciate him uh, for hopping on as well, man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I think it's just a matter of continuing to build, right? You, you have the good base. You have the two shows. So they're doing, I think, a smart thing by not introducing new championships. Just saying we're going to have them. The champions are basically going to be on both shows. The champions are the champions at least for now, right? Yeah. So I think that's great as well because you don't want to have uh, oversaturation. I think WWE pulls it off because they made it clear that it's like a complete split. I think AEW is more kind of like we have certain people that are going to be on this show because they don't get along with certain people on the other show. And then we have certain people that may do a little bit of both. But I think it's um it's smart the way they're doing it. And then obviously the outcasts are a group you're going to want to have on both shows, at least in the beginning, because they're either really popular or very disliked. Yep. And that's kind of what you what you want. Absolutely. Uh, no problem, Sajin. Sajin says thanks. No problem, Sajin. So while we're on it, <clears throat> so we did 
uh, slightly mentioned. So Jade lost her championship. Yes. Finally. And we gotta gotta give Matthew his uh five seconds here, high oxygen. <laughs> so um since she's lost the championship, what do you guys see as what's going to be next for Jade? I think she's gonna be taking some time off from some things I've read, which makes sense, right? You were on almost every week for a while, give you a chance to she has a small daughter, a well, young daughter, so opportunity to kind of spend some time with her and do some things outside of wrestling. Uh, for a bit and then come back a little bit fresher and you know a little, a little character tweak maybe what do you guys think is going to be next for jay cargo when we see her again in AEW? gotta jump into potentially going up against tony storm for the women's title i mean tony kind of called her out at the pay-per-view where she lost and said told tony khan that she'd slap the tits off her so and uh i no reason i don't see any reason why she couldn't Getting, I mean, get in line to, you know, top three, not right away. Um, like you said, take time off and then come back and get into that, into the title picture and make her way there and potentially be the one that beats Tony Storm. Okay, Chase. I agree. Um, I, I think, uh, I think when Jade's ready to come back, um, I, I, it doesn't even have to be a top three. Uh, Jade walks in the building and she gets a title shot. Um, you know, uh, I, I think that's the obvious call, um, because if she goes for a rematch against Statlander, um, and loses and then tries to go after the women's championship, it's not going to feel, it's not going to feel the same. As soon as she comes back, she just boom. Pulls the Charlotte flair, goes right up, right to the front. Yep. The only other thing. Next question. (laughs) The the only the only thing I could see Jade doing, um, just because uh, in AEW short time, AEW has done a really good job of leaving no stone, uh, no stone unturned, and we um, we had an appearance uh, earlier this year by Bow Wow, and mm-hmm. Bow Wow told Jade that he would see her very soon. Um, what I'd love to see happen is Bow Wow come in and bring Mercedes and we get Mercedes versus Jade. That would be, yeah, but you know, that's, that's going to take a while though. Cause you know, Mercedes jacked herself up. Like she always seems to do when she's yeah. on a strong run. Yep. So I was thinking but about that. A- um, whenever I'd read somewhere that they made the, that she was supposed to win that the, she was supposed to beat Willow and everything. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking if that was Mercedes that won, would that have been her that showed up whenever Willow showed up? And then would she, you know, would that have been her way to get into AEW? I, I think that in? we, uh, I I think before Mercedes got injured, I think we potentially could have seen a Jade versus Mercedes match mm-hmm. in Forbidden Door. I definitely agree with that. Um, so Sajin says, sup, and Matthew. Uh, Key says that would be dope to chase his idea. So I'm thinking what you're thinking with Bow Wow, but I'm thinking it may be someone else because of the injury. Uh, but I think you need you need that bridge, right? You need that comeback, show us the new Jade character, a couple of matches for her. But eventually we have to get Jade versus, if it's still Tony Storm or whoever's the champion. 
Now, if Tony's not the champion, it could be Tony as that, you know, that bridge to the championship uh, because of, like you said, what she said about slap the tits and all that. So um, I think it's going to be either a a, kind of high-profile feud and then step into the title picture, or it's going to be um, a couple of feuds. But you've got to get her in the title picture, as you guys both said, rather quickly because she's hot right now. Uh, she's just coming off the street. She only lost because she had to have two matches in one night because Smart Mark opened his mouth. So it's kind of like she lost, but in a way that doesn't hurt her credibility, right? Yeah. You, know, it's, you know, it's okay to lose. It's okay to go one and one and lose in a second match. So I think that's um, that was a great way to write her off for a few, uh, give her that much probably needed break. And she still got that streak, which was amazing, to be honest. So I'm very excited about that and what will happen with her because I see her as a woman that can take this time to even get better at the wrestling piece. Because as a showmanship piece, Jade is up there all the way. But on the wrestling piece, she can't use some improvement. So this is a time that she can go back, do some training, do some learn, learn some new moves, kind of get some of the stiffness out and, um, you know, even be a better wrestler when she returns. But while we're talking about females, Nick barred up. Let's switch gears for a minute. We'll come back to AW, but we gotta switch gears. Charlotte Flair, this is Call My Own Shot, is back. Um, she's in this kind of looks like three-way kind of thing, this triangle with Bianca and Oscar. And if you watched SmackDown, Bianca lit Charlotte up verbally. I was all for it, um, especially the ending when she was like, basically, it's okay, you got the match over me, it's fine. But just so you understand, as soon as that match is over, whichever way you win, I am coming for you. Yep. And I love it because it shows like a different, different little wrinkle with Bianca. I think a lot of people want Bianca Belair to be um, a heel or turn, but you yep. got to realize something. She's strong with um, the, I want to make sure I say this correctly. She's strong with like the young girl demographic, especially the uh, young black girl demographic. So it would be hard to turn her because a la, you know, Super Cena, who never turned in his whole career, um, you would lose that person that they admire so much. And even though it's kayfabe, their kids, they don't know that. So I think that's what holds back the Bianca turn. But I could see her getting a little more feisty, a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more towards the tweener, but not too much where she loses the fan base, but just, you know, a little bit more closer to the EST from NXT. That Bianca Belair. Yeah. Uh, So that's why I think that's going to happen with that. What are you guys thoughts on that? Yeah, completely agree. I can't definitely thinking, thinking the exact same thing. Um. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm excited for Bianca and Charlotte whenever that eventually does happen. I am too. I just hope that it doesn't happen at SummerSlam, because that's what it's looking like. If Charlotte beats Oscar, I'm going to be very disappointed. Um, because I feel like they've done Oscar dirty. Yeah. Every time that they she's gotten an opportunity or gotten the championship, uh, I will be very excited for Charlotte and Bianca. Um, I, I'm curious though, if they would do a Bianca 
going over on Charlotte um, or if Charlotte would go over. What do you guys think? Because remember, Charlotte, Charlotte passed the passed the torch, if you will, um, to Rhea. Yeah. Do you think? Do you think Charlotte does that two times? So my problem, and I have to go back to, he's coming here. No, Charlotte, why? So my problem is, you're here. You lose. You disappear. You walk back in. We don't talk about your loss at all. And you're you're back in the title picture. There does not need to be anyone, including Ric Flair's daughter, who gets to walk in the building and call their shot for a championship match constantly. Right? There's times where it's like, oh, that's awesome, that's great. Right? Like when she called came in and called a shot and won the belt and then lost it to Bianca. That was perfect because it got her another title ring. And I gotta admit. The best line that Bianca said in my mind was, I had the championship for over a year. Do all your reigns even equal that? Because it's so true. Charlotte and Sasha Banks were the two women that would win the belt and lose the belt like weeks apart every time. So do we need 17, 18 Charlotte reigns that are a total of seven months? If you're going to give her the belt, give her the belt, let her, let her, let her ring with it for a little bit. Don't give her the belt, then have her go, let Bianca go over, right? But Bianca's become such a star in her reign that do you really want her not getting over as well? So you're kind of stuck if that's the way you go. Now, if you have Charlotte lose, then you get the Bianca Oscar part three. I mean, that, that's, that's going to be a great match, but there's not going to be a story that people are going to care about. Let's just be 100% honest. That's a Vince booking if that happens, in my opinion. But um, the main thing for me is I don't want another I don't want Charlotte coming back win the belt and losing another month again being a 15 time champion and we add another month to her reign another two months to her total reign time if you're going to let her win let her win it and have it for a while if she, but she can't lose it's okay if she loses like she doesn't have to always win it is okay if Charlotte loses so if anyone from WWE creative Vince or Triple H anybody's watching it's okay if Charlotte loses a match for the championship. It is fine. The world will still spin on the same axis. We'll still have the same amount of hours of daytime. We won't lose oxygen. Uh, there won't be no mutants that spring up from the ground and start eating people. Everything will be fine with the world if Charlotte does lose, just so you're aware. If she loses a championship match, it's fine without being a champion. Poor George Nick, my bad. I got a little, little rant there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I... I have a friend who's a really big Charlotte Charlotte fan, and I'm a big Becky fan. And, I mean, Becky's been doing great stuff. I think she's going to end up going to Hollywood at some point, and Charlotte is going to be done probably sometime soon. I mean, I think she's going to be the one. She's going to get 16 titles, and then eventually they're going to have one more match. You know, they'll be the two to induct each other into the Hall of Fame, all that, and it's going to be a sad time for the women's division, but then they're going to have to find two great superstars, maybe now, maybe down in NXT now, and that are going to fill those two shoes and eventually go after Charlotte's record of 16 times or however many chance with. And like you said, title length versus number of titles. I don't think it's talked about enough. And I mean, Charlotte, now that I'm, th- now that I'm thinking about it, the last 
four years that I've watched, Charlotte and, like you said, Mercedes would win and then two months later lose and then come back, win, lose. And it just kept kept going and going and going. So absolutely agree with what both you guys said. Yeah, I, I you know, I mean, it, it's it's something I could see them doing, um, especially with Triple H at the helm because – Triple H is a big Charlotte fan. Uh, yep. Uh, but I, you know, uh, Christopher brought up a thing, you know, uh, Bianca became stale as her title run went on. Um, she needed a new wrinkle. Uh, maybe this chase of her going after, you know, the big bad Charlotte Flair is that new wrinkle. Um, you know, because maybe Charlotte beats her straight up and then we, you know, then we have to, we have to watch Bianca's, you know, fall from grace and then climb back up to the top. I don't know, but, uh, uh, I, you know, and then Christopher also asked, you know, who is it better for Bianca to beat Oscar or Charlotte? It's absolutely Charlotte. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's uh, only four uh, horsewomen that she hasn't beaten yet. Yep. 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 So we got Sajin says Bianca's his girl. Coach Dante with the what up? What's going on, Coach Dante? Now, if you watch uh, Sports Empire Network shows, you know who Coach Dante is. Yes, that is correct. He's everywhere. <laughs> he is everywhere. All right. And then um, Matthew says Oscar's a cheater. <laughs> she, she put blue juice on her hands to win it from Bianca Belair. Uh, it's a cheater, but at the end of the day, that's that's what it is. You do what you gotta do to win. Yep. Um, and then Christopher says, "Revolution is history. It's easy to look back and judge short reigns, but those matches were fire." True. So it's not the it's not the matches, in my opinion, Christopher. It's the fact that it's like you're manufacturing multiple reigns when it could just be one solid reign, because you have the end goal of having someone beat a certain mark just because. That's the only thing that makes sense of why you'd have somebody play hot potato with the championship every time they get it. Because it's not like it's a Jack Swagger situation where you get the belt, you have it for a few months, nobody wants you to have it, they take it off you, and then you never get it back. You lose it, you come back, you win it. You lose it, you come back, you get an opportunity at it, you win it. You lose it, you come back, you walk right into a championship match. Like it's a, it's a perpetual cycle, and this builds up the runs. And I think for those who don't like Charlotte, you're just making it worse. When you do that, like if she had to fight at least like in a four way or, you know, something to get there, then it's like, all right. Right. Just look at this way. Cody gets hurt. Right. He comes back. He does have um, the briefcase. So, he, you know, well, he does have the Royal Rumble. Right. He wins that when he comes back. So a lot of people loved it for Cody when he finished the score. But a lot of people are also like, oh, he just walks back in at number 30 and wins. Right. So you had to camp, too. That camp's much bigger with Charlotte because it continually happens. It's like Cody coming back and winning the Royal Rumble time after time after time after time. After a while, that does get old. So it's not that she's coming back. It's not that her reigns don't count, but it's that you're doing it every time. She she loses. It's like, okay, I'm going to lose this match. You got to give me three months off. Takes her three months off. She comes back and acts like the, the, the loss never happened. And that's where I think a lot of people that are tired of her are getting that, I guess the best word is 
flair fatigue because she's constantly in the title picture. It's okay, like I said, for her to do other things. <laughs> and Key says, see, I ran about Charlotte last week. And she did. He did. I didn't touch it last week because he had a very good rant on Charlotte. But it's just the more I think about it, the more it just irks me because it's like we have other people give the shine to other people sometimes. Let her help build up some of the other people the way she got built up when she first came up. Right? Help her build up other people. Doesn't always have to be a championship match. That becomes old, that becomes stale. So that's where I think we're at, you know, with Charlotte and uh, the women's division on SmackDown. On Raw, I mean, it's it's pretty easy, right? You've got a lot of people fighting for the women's championships or money in the bank, but there's only one woman there, Mommy. And it's going to take a bad mamma jamma to beat mommy. And I mean, that's that's all I have to say. You guys have any other thoughts on the uh, WWE women's division on Raw? Raquel Rodriguez is the future. Agreed. A million percent. I was going to say a thousand, but a million percent. That face off on, on Monday night, her and Rhea. Whew. Yeah. Sign me up. Sign me up. Take my money, Vince. Agreed. I wholeheartedly agree. <clears throat> we're, we're, I, how, how did we? How did we get straight off of collision? To... Oh, we're going back. We're going back. We're going back. <laughs> all right. We're going back. Whiplash. Yeah. Christmas says I get all of that, but I would argue when it builds her heat, it keeps it on her. So see, there's burnout and there's heat. For me, when Charlotte comes on TV, bathroom break, water break, I don't care anymore. The only reason that I watched this segment with Charlotte and Bianca was because Bianca was in it. Yeah. When they, when he when she first came out, if Bianca hadn't came out in like 10 more seconds, I was going to get some drink and go to the bathroom because I don't care anymore. So you say that it keeps heat on her. No, it, it, it gives her, it's not dominant heat. It's I don't care heat. That's not good for business. And then you say Charlotte was losing to the same level talent. It's not like she was dropping the belt to Maurice types. It's not about who she, it, it doesn't matter if she dropped the belt to Rhea Ripley every time. You keep the belt for three months and it's gone. That doesn't give you the same prestige as a Roman Reigns, yeah. you know, as a Bianca Belair, you know, as, you know, several other people who've held the belt for extended period of time. Ric Flair didn't go and win the belt for three months and then lose it and get to like 15, 16 times world champion. That's not what happened. He held on to it. He had long reigns. He had some short ones, but he had a lot of long, solid reigns as well. That's what's needed for her. And you have to, number one, be here. And you have to, number two, not call your shot on who you wrestle, when you wrestle, and when you win a championship. You know, it's a burnout that's happening with her for a lot of people. There are people that love her. It doesn't matter what she does, they'll watch her. But there's a lot of burnout for this particular wrestler because of what happens every time she comes back. Now, I do agree that Raquel needs a little more character development. That's why we're saying future. Not yet, but it's coming. So back to collision, as Chase so eloquently just put it. Now that we went through the women, back to collision. So guys, biggest point of collision, of course, was the return um, of CM Punk. So I'll let you guys go around. What are your thoughts on the main event? And on just CM Punk's return, his promo, and how are they going? Do you think they're going to handle CM Punk moving forward? 
first thing I noticed whenever he came out, immediately got you know got the mic, got in the ring, went to you know start talking, cutting the promo. He took off the uh, the flag box uh, on the mic, and I thought, okay, that's weird. And I was getting ready for you know pipe pipe bomb part two, and I was just getting ready for him to go off, which kind of did, kind of didn't. Took a shot at the Bucks, you know, it is what it is. Um, and then you know his whole "tell me when I'm telling lies" thing was, I thought it was great. And then, you know, he put out that bag, what's in the bag, probably the title that he has, whatever. Um, and I think it's going to set up for him and MJF down the line, maybe at all, all in, all out, whichever one it is in, in Wembley. Um, but I mean, there's a lot, I, there's a lot more people that I've seen that don't like him coming back and don't like them just potentially making the show that was just for him. Until Warner Brothers said, man, maybe not just for him, but um, hopefully it's. And he said there was a, you know, the Sports Center article or ESPN article that came out and said, you know, he tried to apologize, but he couldn't get in contact with, you know, the elite and all that. Um, hopefully they'd leave it alone and that's all it'll be, just the past and everyone will move on and it can be business as usual. Man, I uh, I couldn't disagree with you more, Nick. Um, <laughs> you got you got CM Punk tag teaming with the hottest tag team in the company right now, with creating a trio, and then you got three you got three other guys on there. Here's a, there's a lot to unpack here, so give me a minute, guys. Uh, number one, all in in Wembley is in August 27th. Yeah. One week later, according to AEW's website, they have not changed it. According to AEW's website, all out wow. is one week later. Mm -hmm. And the location for all out is still set to be determined. <laughs> mm -hmm. All in, if I'm AEW, I'm putting CM Punk in a match at all in. And then the following week, uh, give me Kenny Omega versus CM Punk at all in at Wembley. And then the following week later, give me FTR, CM Punk uh, against the Elite in Chicago. At all out. Mm -hmm. um, there's a there. Like I said, there was a lot to unpack uh, on all of that. Number one, the interview that Punk did with ESPN uh, was was monitored and coordinated by uh, AEW. Um, AEW is very strict about who interviews their wrestlers. Kind of, sort of. It just depends on who it is. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's weird, <laughs> but it, it is, is what it is. Um, I've interviewed Brock Anderson, and they they had to watch and be in the room and blah, 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 and had to like uh, see my questions before I asked them. And stuff like that. And then I interviewed Matt Seidel and they were like, oh, we just want to sit in. And I'm like, okay, cool. Um, with uh, if what Punk has in that bag is what we all think it is, which is his AEW championship that he never lost. That match has to go down the line further because I got to see Adam Cole versus MJF at all in. True, true. That's the match that has to happen. 
Secondly, to that point, kind of piggybacking off of that, and then I'm going to revert back. I can't watch Adam Cole lose another title opportunity in AEW. So there's the other point. Now, I've looked at Collision like a soft draft, if you will. A soft roster split, not a draft. Draft was a horrible word. I've looked at Collision like a soft soft roster split. I like that. Miro stays on collision. Andrade stays on collision because he can't get along with Sammy Guevara, Punk, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Thunder Rosa stays on there because yep. she has some, some other females. Exactly. What happens if Punk pulls that title out of the bag and goes, well, I'm the champion. This is my championship, and I'm only going to defend it on my show, Collision. And MJF is, I don't like that. Now, if they do a, if they do a, if they do a double champion, up until you know, like, uh, whatever the November paper, few full gear. If they do like a double champion, like the old Sean and Razor used to do when there was two Intercontinental champions, until the undisputed one was decided. I'm cool. I'm I'm all for that. But if we start getting separate titles for separate shows, uh, it, it, I'm. I'm checking out, guys. I'm I'm clocking out. I'm done. Uh, I'm not, I'm not cool with that. Uh, well, Tony said that there's not going to be separate championships. Tony Khan did say that in the interview. He did. Yeah. Well, which that that's good. I'm I'm glad. But you know, this whole like the the whole like, hey, there's two world champions or there's two titles, kind of kind of like makes me go, uh, you know, like what right, like the TNT here? title they. they Back in the day with Cody and um, Sammy Guevara. Yeah. yeah, I don't want to see that. Um, I think that here's the problem with what you're saying. And I do agree with a lot of what you're saying, but here's the problem. Number one, I don't think the Young Bucks are going to do a match with CM Punk. I do. All right. Now, I don't think they will because they literally have issues. Like, he had to sit down with Kenny Omega. That multiple sources reported, but they refused to talk to have a sit down and even iron things out with him. So that's one of the reasons why he's on one show and on another show. Keep in mind, young books are about to be free agents, right? Unless they resign a contract. So you're going to want to keep them happy. They're going to be happy with not being around CM Punk because they genuinely do not like him. So I don't I, think that match will happen now. now I, what I would like to see so is CM Punk. Get so his real first taste of gold Go against who? Adam Cole, baby. And no, I would like to see him get his first taste of gold and returning against the House of Black with FTR. Oh, that's the, the trios championship. I think it would yeah, be too. Trios championships. Yeah, yeah, I think that would be interesting because we've never had anyone be tag team champs and trios champions at the same time. So I think that would be interesting. Cool. At the end of the day, it's a business. Um, if the Bucks really didn't like Punk Punk that much, Punk wouldn't have came back. Um, and 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 the Bucks and and the Bucks and Kenny aren't going anywhere. Um, it's it's a facade. It's like the war. It's like the Great War of twenty twenty four. MJF is not going anywhere on January first, twenty twenty four. It's no. It's, he's already got a new contract. It's. It's a work. Um, the it's the same thing with it's the same thing with Punk and uh, Punk and the Elite. Um, they may not like each other, 
there's a lot of guys in the business who didn't like each other. Brett and Sean, man, every single every single time they touch the ring, whew, magic, right? Cool. You're telling me that Punk and FTR are going to win the trios championships, and they're not going to meet up with Kenny and the Bucks at some point. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm getting to, Chase. You know, at some point. That's what I'm getting to. This is a this is a well thought out thing. This is not just they're going to win them and that's it. So they win them. They have them for a while, right? Now, as the Bucks get into the new contract, Tony Khan keeps doing his work behind the scenes. This is where we get some months down the road. We get them all in a match. I don't yeah. think that's going to happen anytime soon. I think it's going to take six months agree. to a year to get them in the ring together because I'm picking up of the now. yeah the shoot work. Because I think there was problems. I think CM Punk was also oh, injured. So it was like, this is a great way to get write him off, get the Bucks and Kenny Omega break, allow him to heal from the injury, as well as I think the fight itself, though, was not part of, was not like a shoot. Like that was actually something that happened. Yeah, no. And then they turned it into like a work. But I think that uh, it was a great way to get him out because, you know, he got injured, um, as always. <laughs> That's the other thing about CM Punk. CM Punk is like street clothes also- Davis of the AW. He's also he's also forty five years old. So. I understand he's forty five, my dude. I understand <laughs> that. But if you look at most of your older wrestlers who still try to be full time wrestlers, yeah, they understood we don't try to do buckshot lariats. We yeah, don't try exactly. to do those things that thirty year olds do and twenty eight years old do. Dive yeah. into the crowd, right? We 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 understand that now that you're at a different age and you're more prone to injuries, you change your wrestling style. John Moxley doesn't wrestle like he did in WWE now, right? right. He wrestles a style yeah. that he can wrestle. Daniel Bryan, he wrestles a style that he can wrestle, right? Moxley's had a lot of injuries. Daniel Bryan, you know, he can't take a lot of headshots. So you've seen guys change the way that they wrestle as they get older. CM Punk has got to do that because it doesn't matter if you try to build a show around him, if he's going to be out in three months injured for another nine months. Exactly. So that's why I think you do have to have the other characters. They do have to have a Miro. Um, we do have to have Wardlow, who should be stepping into the uh, world title picture as well. I think you get Brock back on the show. I think you get Arn back. I think you grab a couple more people and let's get a, a newly named, newly minted four horsemen type group. Hmm. That's what everyone's been wrong. Can we get that? Can we get that AEW? Can that happen? That would be great. Thank you. So I'll go to the comments here real quick, guys. So Matthew says, Nikki Bella had the Divas Championship for a long time. And then Charlotte Flair beat her. Yeah. And then Charlotte Flair had it for two months, probably, and lost it. I don't even remember which <laughs> reign, but I'm sure it wasn't long. Uh, Matthew know, says, RIP, Uncle are, Chase. We, we are not related. <laughs> so <laughs> Sajid so says, with Chase on this. Uh, Jordan, the JJL show guy, as well as several other Sports Empire Network shows, hits us with the fire emoji. And then Sajin says, Sleeper, what say you? On on what? I'm assuming at the time we were talking about um, the whole situation with CM Punk and how it's going to play out. I mean, yeah. From going from from what I said, yeah, kind of like the, uh, you know, I can yeah, I see what Chase you were saying. Um, yeah, I like I said, I I've only been watching, you know, week to week, weekly and pay per views and all that stuff for 
four years now. So whenever CM Punk was huge and left WWE and then, you know, was doing whatever, whatever he was doing and then had heat with whoever and the way he is, I didn't really get to see all that. So this was him leaving and brawl out. Everything like that was the first taste that I've gotten to see what, who he really is and um, any, you know, issues and stuff like that, that, you know, the bucks would have I've before, I mean, since I just started watching AEW, honestly, I didn't even know who the bucks and Kenny Omega. I didn't know, didn't know those guys. I only knew, you know, Seth Rollins and all the NXT guys that are up on the main roster. Now that's so seeing it from, you know, different wrestlers and how they all go about what they do and everything like that. So I'm, I can see what you were saying, Chase. And Kyle says, what up, guys? What's up, Kyle? Um, so my thing with CM Punk is, and I'm in the minority, I clearly. Um, CM Punk was a good wrestler, you know, and it's great. Peak. Great. Um, I think he was a good wrestler. Um, Don't do that. Don't do that, cool. <laughs> I, I'm, I, I'm doing it. I am doing it. I'm giving my opinion. <laughs> you don't have to agree with my opinion. That's fine. I think CM Punk was a good wrestler, a very good wrestler, I'll even say. Um, I think he got put on the map from the pipe bomb, right? He hasn't reached the level that he was with the pipe bomb, even when he continued in WWE until he left. I think that, um, the break was bad for him. I think he should have at least did some shows on and off if he ever had a chance of really coming back to wrestling, just to keep himself in better wrestling shape and to keep himself a little bit more relevant because I think the thought of him is better than the actuality of him at this point. I don't dislike CM Punk, but I'm... He froze. <laughs> See? We're That's getting right now, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. <laughs> Chase, is, uh, Chase is over there pressing buttons, man. Chase is over there. <laughs> I just like how I just like how he's kind of like frozen on that. <laughs> this is ridiculous. CM Punk, it stop is. it! You can say stop it. But no, I just think it's um, and I'm not trying to devalue CM Punk, but I just think when you think about the top tier of wrestlers, I wouldn't quite put him there. Now he'd be at the head of the next tier down, but I wouldn't put him at the top tier of wrestlers but i think the thought of him what you thought he you know what people felt like he was so many years ago is a little different from what he actually is now he's a jerk and i like jerks so don't get me wrong i'm not saying that but i'm saying combine in-ring work um as well as everything that he did outside the ring talk and all that he was really good but i wouldn't quite put him as great and I think that he's a little overvalued by Tony Khan, but that's Tony Khan. It is what it is. Numbers don't lie. Punk, Punk, MJF, Punk, Adam uh, Page. Punk has been the biggest draw that AEW has had. So I don't think that Tony overvalues him. I think Tony sees him exactly for what he is. Um, and I think that I, I think that Tony played the right card. He said 
he said to those four individuals, can we grow up and act like adults and make money? Or do we need to end this relationship and go our separate ways? And now, and now we are at a position where, yes, we want to make money. Yeah. So, well, let's say, but let's say this. Um, yeah, Punk and those matches did great, but let's not pretend that um, John Moxley and Hangman Adam Page don't draw numbers. So those not guys, like, that you not like to, Punk, oh, not oh, like oh, Punk oh. did. The first million what? dollar house that they drew was from on Punk was from Punk. So right, in Chicago, like I'm not, right. not, we're not talking about cool. We're in not Chicago, talking right. about like good. We're not talking about good matches. We're not talking about great matches. Uh, I mean, like, yes, Moxley, Moxley will go all day. And yes, Moxley can draw, but the highest numbers that AEW has drawn since its inception has been on Punk's belt. So that's why they're like, you know, I mean, at the end of the day, the business is about making money. And the business is about making money. The company didn't go under. The company did fine without Punk. I'm yeah. not saying he doesn't bring numbers because oh, he's the commodity that you haven't seen. If Punk yeah. was around for this nine months, he wouldn't be drawing the same way he's drawing now or that he drew in the past. Because Punk, just like anybody else, over time, the same stick. It doesn't hit the same. But he's there for a little bit. He's hurt. So every return is big. Every turn is, oh, CM Punk's back. And you've got, especially whenever you went to Chicago for seven years, all you got was CM Punk chance. They do a great job of making sure every time that they're in Chicago, that CM Punk is featured, right? He's either in a match, he has a big promo every time they're in Chicago and they get huge numbers from that. And I am not knocking them for taking advantage of the fact that you can go to Chicago and have CM Punk wrestle a broomstick and have a million people come watch CM Punk wrestle that broomstick. And every time that broomstick almost pins CM Punk, they hold their breath. A broomstick. Yeah. I'm not knocking them for that, but I'm saying, are you going to draw mega numbers from CM Punk for a year straight, two years straight? To me, the answer to that question is no. But in three month spans, then he's hurt or he's out or he's just not on TV or whatever. Then he makes his big return. He talks a little smack. He resets the CM Punk character. Yeah, small spurts, you definitely will. But does he have the staying power? That we don't know because he doesn't stay due to injury. Agreed. So that's, that's all I'm saying about CM Punk. I think they overvalue him, but it's it's great business move. But I think long term, he's being overvalued. Um, couple more comments here. So Matthew says, Matt and Nick were the young bucks in TNA. Actually, they were Generation Me in TNA. Um, but they were in TMA. Little um, also says, yeah, he says R.I.P. Mr. Rob. That was doing my uh, CM Punk uh, was trying to attack our uh, internet. And then uh, Sajin says, Mac in the metaverse, we'll be back after these messages. <laughs> Absolutely. And then the Mr. Big Time itself, Doug says, uh, uh oh, yeah. We, uh, we're, uh, we're supposed to be getting it's our. Like the, yeah, I was going to say, it's it's about that time where we get our, our message from King, from King Brooker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's coming on this week, man. He hasn't been on as much without you, man. I think it, you were the draw for him. I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna need it. I'm gonna need him coming with this crown. We're, we need it, it, we, we can't call him King Brook. We can't call him King Brooker. We'll have to call him King King Douglas. That's what we'll do. We'll call him King Douglas or yeah. Lord Douglas. Um, 
so any thoughts, guys? Well, one more thing we have to cover. The other stuff is, you know, we can talk about all day, but there's one other thing that we must cover before we Absolutely. end this show. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the biggest happens. news, the biggest news in professional wrestling right now. Yes, sir. And you know what, Chase? Take it away. Absolutely. I like to call it the super kick heard around the world. Because I've just got one thing to tell you guys. You're out. And I'm out too. <laughs> Man. I, I'll tell you what. I was... I have complained, bitched, and moaned about this story <laughs> and all this stuff so many times. Um, I don't like... I like long title reigns. I don't like obsessively long title reigns and i didn't like how the story was like uh, everybody overhyped this story kept calling it the greatest i'm still not going to call it the greatest story ever i will call it the best story that wwe has done in about 10 or 15 years um easily i'll i'll, I'll say that that's fine but um man just like when i'm like yo like i'm done then they find a way to be like oh we got a new little piece for you they got right little, back in. Yeah, they got to they got to peel another layer to it, man. And I was talking, uh, I was talking on on a show on Sunday night. And somebody asked me. They said, they said, uh, they said, do you want to see it end after after Money in the Bank? I said, no. <laughs> I said, now I'm ready for it to go a little bit longer. I'm I'm ready for it to I'm ready for it to be stretched out a little bit here. <laughs> um, main event: Jay Uso, the right hand man finally pulls the trigger and ends the bloodline and we're going to get to see the bloodline civil war jimmy and jay versus solo and roman at money in the bank on saturday so i have a couple of things on that and then you can have last word you take as long as you want to um for me this is the reason why this is the best story is because every single person associated with this story has got a rub and been elevated. Normally, when you have these stories, one or two people come out looking better than everybody else. Everyone involved with this story, Paul Heyman, Matt Riddle, Randy Orton before his back just died on him, um, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Jimmy and Jay, Sami Zayn, Roman uh -huh. Reigns everyone has gotten a huge like bump up yep right because of being a big glow up let's say because yep. of being part of the story but the one person who has got the biggest rub is main event jay Uso. he said it himself you roman's the reason why i was doing those i was a main event in those shows roman's the reason why but how many stories can we think about if you go back through the history of wrestling where everyone involved got to come up off of being part of the story that's what we're seeing that's what to me makes it the best story because everyone is going to look better coming out of this than they were going into we didn't care about the usos anymore starting this story like they've been there but we didn't care about them anymore they got the bloodline story jimmy was out with his situations and injury Jay was there with Roman that started Paul Heyman. He brought uh, Jimmy into it with the Nobody's B T-shirt. That while it's while it's back in the market, Jimmy has to wear that T-shirt. 
No more one we the one t-shirts. I want to see Jimmy Nick. Nobody's t-shirt and 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 Jay needs to be in a main event Jay t-shirt, period. But you know, listen to that WWE and I just want one percent of the royalties. That's all I want. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the big piece for me. I like the story, and I think we're going to see uh there's several people that could get a push from this. There's several people that could get a look that are outside. We could get Jacob Fatu could come in. Zilla. I forget if it's, I think it's Zilla Fatu as well. There's a couple of other family members. Don't forget we've got uh we haven't had a female member of the bloodline. We've got Ava Rain. They've already said there's gonna be more NXT call-ups. Why not call her up? Let her learn with her cousin and her family. Down the line, you get a dad coming back saying, Ava, what are you doing? And Ava's looking at him like, go make Fast and Furious 13. Leave me alone. We're here, we're here doing the family business. You go over there and have fun, make your movies and live in your pretend life and get out of our face. Well, right? listen, this is I'm I'm glad you that. brought that up, cool. Uh, because I, I have fantasy booked that in my head for the past <laughs> for the past two years. Same. One of my favorite movies of all time. And if you haven't seen it, then let me know. Hook with Dustin Hoffman and Robin Williams. Oh, you have to have seen it. Come on. Okay. Nick hasn't seen it, but that's all right. <laughs> that's all right. Cool. Nick, cool you gotta go watch it. You gotta go watch that, Nick. It's a it's it's Robin Williams' best movie. Um, so in the movie, when when Pan finally, you know, when he when Peter finally becomes Pan again and flies to the ship, and Jack is standing there with Captain Hook, dressed up like him, and Robin Williams walks up. And he goes, let's go home, Jack. And then Jack uh, Jack um, looks at him and goes, I am home. And then Captain Hook laughs menacingly and says, good form, Jack. Good form. <laughs> Ava me. Rain gets called up. And Ava Rain becomes the new right-hand man for Roman Reigns and does all his dirty work for him. And nobody, she's she's big and bad. Nobody can touch her, you know. She's a, I mean, she's a gigantic Samoan female. Um, and then Rock comes back and he says, Ava, come on. And then she's like, no, acknowledge your tribal chief. So and then that's on. when, and that's when Rock right takes, up, that's when, that's when Dwayne Johnson becomes the Rock again and, put, and takes off the Rolex and says, okay, now the tribal chief stuff didn't bother me for three years. I was going to let you have it. But you took my baby girl from me, so now I'm yeah. coming to get it. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, Chase made a wish. His wish came true. Big time. <laughs> What's going on? I'll hail King Douglas. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, usually wherever I go, there is a crowd that follows. Here I am again. I had to jump in on the, usually when I make my little spot here, I usually come with the old stuff. But this stuff that y'all talking about is so good that I'm not even about to mess with the old stuff. I'm going to give my opinion. I'm going to fall in line, ladies and gentlemen. I'm going <laughs> to fall in line with you guys and your time. I'm just here. You know, I'm going to pop in and pop back out. In just yes, a second. Listen. This storyline is so great only because of one reason. 
It's so many layers that have not even been touched yet. Chase, you just hit the, the big fish in the pond. Sooner or later, if they really want to make some real money, I mean some crazy money, uh, they just missed the opportunity at WrestleMania. But it's still there. It could be at SummerSlam or something like that. If they bring the rock back, I mean, come on now. This would be huge. But there's another big one there. It doesn't have the same sexiness of the rock. But if Rakishi gets involved in this, depending on how they do it, because he's he's got three boys that's in this, and now the brothers are going against each other. And maybe the dad is the only one that can get everything back straight. And he can then turn his anger toward Roman or vice versa. Rakishi could come in and say, this man is the tribal chief. Y'all two boys need to get yourself together. If not, dad is going to have to put y'all back in line. I mean, it is so many untouched layers yet. The other layer that that obviously that everybody see coming is, is Solo turning on a Roman eventually and I mean it's just and then of course the Usos could turn back heel and I mean it it is so much this thing could go on for another year and a half two years to be honest with you and still keep the same attention span of the viewers we haven't had nothing like this now I'm a little older than you guys so I'm going to go back just a little bit I'm going to stick with WWE and I'm going to go back to maybe about 1997. The best storyline that I saw up until this point was the, the first origination of Kane uh, when he came against The Undertaker. That lasted for about oh, three months to The Undertaker because he came back and met him at WrestleMania. <clears throat> and the story really never died even to the point where they became brothers, actually beat everybody up and turned on each other again. I mean, that's a almost a 15 year story on and off again, but this is the closest thing that I've seen. Uh, whoever's writing this stuff, you know, they, they deserve something uh, because this is some outstanding stuff that, that looks like it will not die. So I, I, I agree with y'all one hundred percent, but I'm gonna agree. I'm gonna go with Chase. Uh, everybody point is right so far, but it's the unlayered. I mean, the untouched layers of this thing that has not been touched yet that will even draw even bigger numbers. If the Rock get involved in any kind of way, it's gonna be huge. If Rakisha shows up, I'm I'm telling y'all, Rakisha shows up to get his boys back in line, it's gonna be big. So. I just I ain't want to veer off like I usually do. I want to stick with that because this this is some real quality stuff on it. That's all I want to say. Y'all. I, that's the only reason why I popped up. Well, we appreciate whenever yeah, you. But if I want to go ground, territory, bro. I'm sorry. Cool. If I want to go territory, now I'm really for to show y'all my age. <laughs> this goes back to the Memphis days when Jerry Law and Bill Dundee used to go at it nonstop, tag team, on and off again, about a 30, 40 year feud. Y'all don't know nothing about that, but go ahead, carry on. So sort of like uh, what we're in the middle of a Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn? 
They friends one minute. The only yeah, the, yeah, 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 yeah. But the only thing about Kevin and and Sammy is, is that they just it didn't have the national. You know, they had to build this thing. Yeah, this this thing here was already, you know, prime time type stuff. SmackDown purposely holds this stuff to the end. Every now and then they'll do the eight o'clock hour. Every now and then, if, if they do the eight o'clock, it's something that's gonna happen at the end. They give you a double dose, but yeah. usually they wait to the end. That's why the ratings are so good because everybody want to see what's next, and and it is brilliant. Triple H, I'm quite sure, got a lot to do with this. It's, it's brilliant stuff that we're seeing right now. Storytelling. And let's not forget, these guys are pretty good in the ring, too. So let's not let's not forget that. It's matched with the in-ring ability of all of them. Uh, it's, it's, it's some good stuff going on. I'm done. Hey, well, big time. You know, anytime that you hop on with us, we always appreciate that, sir. That little wrinkle that you throw on, we love it. Absolutely. Hey, man, hold on a second. Now, for my brothers here, for for Sleeper and Chase and Cool, now I done showed up. Uh, whoever this Matthew Holland say I'm Tony Atlas, uh, you showing your age, and I know about him. I like that. He said Tony <laughs> Atlas. I like that. What I don't like is, is that all of y'all that's on here. Now, when I show up, you know, electricity comes. But these brothers been putting it down. I need everybody on here to put some likes down real quick. Come on, come on, press the likes, press the likes, press the likes. Or the loves, whichever you want. Y'all, it don't take you much. You don't get it's just it's that quick. Bam. Press the likes real quick for these guys who are giving you some high quality stuff. I like these guys. I just sit here, just turn it on and listen. Y'all know y'all stuff. I like that. I mean, I'm a library. You, you know, I'm no, y'all a library. I'm an almanac. I go all back to the seventies, so you know what I'm saying. So you go, go, you know what I'm saying. Hey, whatever you need, I, I'm here for it. But this is some good stuff y'all talking about. Y'all, y'all doing a great job. I appreciate y'all letting me uh, pop in on y'all. Not a problem. So we look forward to it. We, uh, we always, we always feel very blessed to be graced with King Douglas's presence upon us, common folk. So yes, yes. we're gonna get you. We're gonna get you your own segment here as soon as we as soon as we get it. We're gonna go. Uh, we're gonna Thank put so uh, big Thanks. time in the King's Corner or King's Corner, something. Yes, sir, yes, 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 yes. I appreciate y'all, man. Thank you so much, man. Carry on, cause I'm enjoying listening, y'all. I'm gonna hang with y'all for the rest of the of the show and listen in. This 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 bloodline thing is is super. No oh, doubt yeah. about that. It y'all go ahead. Talk. I don't mean to interrupt y'all. Go ahead. Oh, you good. So, you comments here. No problem. So a couple of comments here that we're going to go ahead and uh, jump into real quick. So Sajin says, I'm looking forward to the tribal, the new tribal chief is what he was saying. Um, says he hasn't seen that one yet talking about the movie. Hook. Uh, the hook, yeah. Uh, he says, just saying, acknowledge me. Uh, Maurice hits us with the fire emojis. Key with the old snap for a big time hopping on. Uh, who is a great laugh? Me or Robin Williams? I've never heard you laugh, uh, Matthew. So it's very much. Nice. Yeah, I can make. Um, Key then says, Yes, Doug in the building. Sajin <laughs> says, What up with it, big time? Key's getting excited thinking about the rock in Philly because, like me, she'll be a WrestleMania next year. Um, 
Says she would lose her mind pretty much. Matthew says, Big Time says, Rikishi funny. Uh, a lot older, Big Time King. Uh, and then, yeah, that was a good story too, talking about um, the Kane story. Um, Maurice, Big Mo hits us with the what's good, fam. Appreciate you checking in. A lot of comments, guys. So we appreciate it because that means you watch, you interacted. Uh, can you see Keith Stink face Roman? <laughs> I just visualized that key. <laughs> that would be wild. Uh, Big Time likes his wrestling. Then key, I was thinking this. I promise you, I was thinking this. Raw needs to take notes. A thousand percent agree. Big Time is Tony Atlas' brother. We put it up before Matthew. Matthew also hits us with the I'm 24. All right, Sajin already Big Time saying old school props. Then we got a. Uh, Grind and care, grind the carve, excuse me. Uh, there we go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we go. Probably, probably gonna have to skip yeah. over that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, might, have, might have to hit the three, might have to hit the three buttons and put grinding uh in timeout, put his ass in timeout. Oh, yeah, grinding, grinding <laughs> is definitely going in timeout, sir. Yep, sucker, grinding is in timeout <laughs> right now <laughs> for that one. All right, and then hit the like button for my guys. And then Gene, Gene acknowledge Gene. me. Logan wins money in the back. Solo absolutely lose the Usos and Roman blame solo. <laughs> I can see that happening. I can see that happening. The second yeah, one, you are the second one, absolutely. I can see. Yes, I can actually see. I mean, honestly, I can actually see both because Logan just got himself inserted. He ain't win no match, nothing. He just got himself inserted. Anybody who could just get themselves inserted could possibly do that. And then, you know, he's one lucky punch away with those screws in his hand. You remember, you remember uh, the same thing happened to Austin Theory last year. Yeah. Austin Theory got mm-hmm. inserted and then he won. So it's a very good point. Very key or cool. Key cool. And then Fuji says, uh, What's good? Fuji, one of my co hosts on the Eagles Elite podcast. And then he says, and then Gene says, It's LA Knight or Logan. Hey. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and then Logan talked to management. <laughs> no, he just drank his prime. That's right. That's all. <laughs> just drank his prime. He definitely made sure he got a lot of um, time for prime on TV, right? This dude had a prime in I his love back it. pocket. And he just kept taking like tiny sips. I'm like, all right. Yep. Agreed. And then uh Sajin says much love to you guys every time i come here i always have a good time Hint, key led me here bad 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 and then so uh, well i was gonna say go ahead oh actually we 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 were in the middle of you chase so continue no no, no, well i i I was gonna say i'm i'm done with we're we're done with all that if if nick wants to chime in on that that I was just going to ask, do we want to um, follow or follow that up with some money in the bank talk predictions? Maybe absolutely, absolutely. Saturday, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, next gotta, Saturday. Gotta, it's next Saturday, actually, so we can do it yeah. next week. Forbidden doors this Sunday. Yeah, forbidden yeah. doors this week. Oh, that's right. I, I keep thinking Saturday's the first. I'm. Don't my days, my days are all my days are all jacked up, guys. <laughs> pay pay no attention to me. <laughs> 
key times and let you know it's July 1st, too. All but right, yes, Nick, Nick. Your turn, sir. For the bloodline, the finishing up yeah. like, the bloodline story? Yeah. Um, yes, well, yeah. I mean, me. going uh, after WrestleMania, when Roman had that the interview and all he said, all he had to say was, we're making flay, I can't even say it. Um, making steak, you know, not it's uh need to hold your attention span. Um, Flame, I can't even say it. Uh, yeah, there, there you go. I, yeah. yeah, um, hold uh, you know, hold your attention span and not it's not TikTok, it's not YouTube shorts, it's not any of this. It's gonna be it's gonna be seasoned, well done, main course, everything. It's gonna be perfect, worth the wait, and it has been. I have. So many of my friends are not into wrestling at all, but they know that I watch it. They'll come over on Friday and they'll be watching SmackDown. All of a sudden, Roman's music will hit and they'll look up from their phone and they're on the TV for the whole time that he's on. And then they look at me and they're like, what's going to happen? And I'm like, huh, I guess you'll have to come back next Friday and, and find out. Or like at, at Elimination Chamber with the whole Sammy and Roman thing. I had my friend and three of my cousins in there watching and they're all watching eyes glued to the TV, it ends, and they're like, why would they end it like that? Why wouldn't they just give it to Sammy? I'm like, you guys don't even watch, and yet you here you are being invested in it. I'm like, they got you invested. And then every time they I see them, what's going on with, with Roman? How's the, bloodline, how's the bloodline doing? And I have to tell them. And then they're like, no, there's no way. There's no way Jay did that, whatever, Jimmy did that, show them the videos, and they're like, wow. And they keep coming back. So, like, I mean, I can't say anything else that hasn't already been said so just roman i mean like i said i've only been watching for four years now but roman is my goat and i know that that doesn't mean i'm only four years watching so i can't really say anything but it's all i know so kill it and see that's sajin says exactly what i was thinking you got them hooked right you've got other people hooked and it's that storyline, right? It's that continuation of what's happening next. It's so people all the time say, you know, wrestling's fake, right? We hear that from people all the time. Yep. Does this look fake to you? Obviously, we know that they're getting along off camera, but the characters that they're playing, it's just like a soap opera. The characters that they're playing are at war. And they're blurring the lines between reality because they're a family, they're all part of the bloodline and everything. So another quick point I want to touch on, part of it, but not where do we go with Cody's story, right? Because Cody's gonna, something's gonna happen with Cody and Roman at some point. And there's a very important reason why. Listen to his theme song. The very first line that he says in his theme song. Yep. It says, wrestling has more than one royal family. It actually says, wrestling has more than one royal family. It says, wrestling has more than one royal family. Uh, I had to do that. I can't help myself. I really can't. I, I just can't. But um, so I think at some point there's going to be an intersection down the road once the bloodline itself kind of plays out. I think once we get not to WrestleMania coming, but sometime after maybe SummerSlam, we're going to see that revergence of Cody and Roman because Cody could beat anybody on Raw and win the World Heavyweight Championship. And yeah, he won a championship, blah, 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 whatever, whatever. But the championship he wants, the one that his father never had, is the one Roman has. That's the one he has to win. Yep. I don't care if he wins no championship for a year and a half. 
if his first championship in WWE is the one that Roman Reigns had or had well has on his waist at that time, that's the important part. That's what needs to happen for Cody to finish his story. He can go off and fight Dom and he can go off and get beat up by Brock and all that. That's fine because you have to do something <coughs> WWE with Charlotte Flair besides <laughs> having in the main event fighting for a championship all the time. You can do the side stories, but you still have the main focus. It's kind of like I say this all the time. It's kind of like what they did with Stone Cold, right? When he was being elevated, he didn't just walk in and win the championship. He had a shot, but then he kept getting derailed before he could get back. The uh, the 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 thing that's really interesting about Cody right now. There's a couple of things. Number one, if you're watching, they're doing hard times. <laughs> they are. Uh, Cody's going through hard times right now. And you may not like it, but there's a very high chance that Cody's going to win the Royal Rumble again. And if I think he, this time, I think this time he'll come out at 15 and win it. Maybe, maybe possibly even one or two. I would be 12. That. I would love to see him at 12. That's something about 12. Yep. <laughs> right. It's early enough, but it's late enough where you're not like yep. at the beginning. Exactly. If, Chase, I have to say this. If he does a hard times promo, I'm going to lose my ish. Yeah. I don't know if he'll do a hard times promo. But if he does, I'm going to lose my ish. I take that back. Cool. We all know how Cody is. Cody will reference it. But, I mean, yes. look at what they've done. Getting beat up by Brock Lesnar. Barely beating him. Losing. Now he's facing Dom. And, and you know, now Dom he's trying Dom. to get back. To, and, and, dude, there's a possibility that Dom Dom will probably win. Because I could see Brock Lesnar coming in and costing him the match. Exactly. Cody Rhodes is doing the hard time story right now. And you're going to see it go on until about, about November-ish. And then you're going to see his ascension. Here's the other thing. What keeps resurfacing on social media and that keeps resonating with me is that promo that Cody cut on Roman. Jimmy will leave you. And Jay will follow right behind him. And then eventually Solo will leave you. And then Paul Heyman becomes an advocate again. And then you're a Roman with no empire. A, tr a chief with no family. And Cody's going to pick... Cody's going to wait for that to happen. And then that's when Cody's going to go pick at Roman. I had the prediction this year... And I still think it could happen next year. The great thing about the times that we're in right now, guys, is, is we get WrestleMania two nights in a row. Roman thinks story-wise, story-wise, character, the tribal chief character, thinks he's the greatest of all time. What happens if Roman faces Rock on night one and then has to fight Cody night two for the championship? Take my money. If you do that, I agree with Nick. I'm just planning on going to one of the nights in uh, Raw, but if you're going to um, have Roman have to pull double duty, my money's yours. <laughs> I I I thought if because a lot of people were like, "Hey, how could they do Rock and Roman this year?" 
and I was with without it being for the title because it it, it shouldn't involve the title. And I was like, well, it it, it can't involve the title, but you got to have Rock and Roman night one because Rock will take Roman to the very ends of the universe, to his very limits, and Roman will barely beat him. Yep. And then the next night, that's when somebody and you still protect Roman. Yep. It still has it's Roman still has this aura about him. Like, like we talked about with Jay. Yep. yep. I was just thinking the same thing. Just thinking yep. the same thing. Yep. So I like it. I like it, Chase. It could happen at SummerSlam next year, too. Not this year, but it could be SummerSlam next year. But I think it's going to happen. Yep. Agree. It's definitely going to happen. Now the other the only thing about it is and one last thing I have to say about this bloodline thing. New members are coming, I think. Definitely new members are coming. Now the question is, can those new members get that same rub? If they can get the same rub over four or five months, dude, that adds probably 30 more layers they can go with. Because oh, each one cool. of those people, when do they get tired of Roman? Are they really on his side? Or are they just there to kind of get yep. him to pull down his guard? Yep. So yeah, it's exciting, man. It's a lot going on with it. Hey, we're an hour and a half in, y'all. And it doesn't even feel like it. I just happen to look at the clock. I know. An hour and a half in. So guys, a um, couple more comments here. So uh, Matt is a our resident semi-troll here, which, hey, not a problem with me at all. He says, I would chew you up with no arrest and self freaking Rogan. <laughs> and then he says, uh, Chief and no thief in regards to uh, Roman. He also says, smack his face off, Uncle Chase. <laughs> That's right. No relation. Chase already said no relation. No but relation. yeah, um, for me, man, just want to say thanks to everyone that watched. Thanks to everyone that liked all the comments. If you watched the live, if you watched the replay, make sure. Hit that like or that love button. You need it. It helps people know that you care. It helps the algorithms know that you care about seeing us and you want us to be seen by you and more people. Absolutely. Nick, any last words for you, Nick, and then we'll let Chase uh, finish it off. Mr. Um, CR Media himself. I had a lot of fun. This is the first time I've ever really gotten to do something like this. Um, I kind of do similar stuff on my YouTube channel. I'm not. Um, big on Facebook yet. I mean, I have a group and post in other groups and stuff like that. Um, I have a page for Sleeper Sports Media, my kind of brand um, I'm building mostly, but I'm always trying to do um, watch longs for the weekly episodes of Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, all that stuff. So that's over on my YouTube channel, which is just Sleeper Sports Media. But um, yeah, I've had, I had a lot of fun tonight. So I will definitely be back if you guys will have me. Absolutely. Uh, the only the only thing I want to add really quick before we close out is um, there's got to be something that happens this week on Dynamite because Forbidden Door has only four matches. Yep. That I was I was thinking that too. Yep. Uh, and we'll uh, we'll we'll talk about that next week. Um, <laughs> hopefully, uh, Forbidden Door is uh, you know hopefully it's a good show. Um, but uh, as Cool said. Um, Nick, we appreciate you joining with us. It'll be good to good to get some some fresh faces in here and whatnot, and uh, get some uh, get some you know um, some different perspectives. Uh, I, I I love hearing that, as you know, 
me and cool go back and forth sometimes. So it's, you know, it's nice to hear when, you know, different opinions other than my own. Although I love the sound of my voice. Um, <laughs> like I said, sports empire networks, uh, residential pro wrestling guy. Um, if you, if you got, if you got something, you come talk to me and we'll, uh, we'll get it hooked up for you. Other than that, cool. Close us out. Let's get it.